to another episode of wicked, wicked mysterious. mysterious i'm your host danny and i'm your host katie and this is episode six number six we somehow made it here this week a little late in recording but nobody will know nope nope we are here that's what matters and how has your past few weeks been um you know not the best but you know there's always tough tough weeks in the year right so we are for sure connected because we are going through the exact same lesson, but in wildly different, <laughs> very, very vastly different ways, very vastly but different ways. Yeah. Same lesson from the universe, which is, do you know what it is? I know what it is. Patience. Patience, girl. Patience. Yes. Um, and I think it's so weird. The topics that I've selected the past few weeks because they like super coincide with my life. Not that I've been seeing Hatman or anything, but <laughs> thank goodness. Yeah. But definitely synchronicity from the universe there, which is fucking crazy and weird. Mm -hmm. Really um, weird. So I'm going to get into today's topic, but first we have a sponsor. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. Soon, soon. Soon. Feel that energy. Cause we will get one. Mm hmm. Um, we got our very first listener email. So exciting. So exciting from a stranger that we don't know, obviously. And from U the UK, right? Yes, he's from the UK. So cool. His name is Tom. Hi, Tom. Hello, Tom. <laughs> so here is his email. Okay, I'm going to read it with his permission. Awesome. Dear Danny and Katie, following on from episode two, the mysterious reappearance of Stephen Kubaki, I was super excited to read Stephen's book called Meta Mathematical Foundations of Existence, Godel Quantum, God and Beyond. It's certainly an intriguing title, and I was thinking that maybe if he had been abducted by aliens for 15 months, that possibly they'd given him some serious knowledge. Mm. So, as soon as I could, I downloaded the book and got to reading it. If aliens did abduct him, they clearly didn't tell him much. It's <laughs> filled with mistakes, inaccuracies, and misunderstandings, starting from the very first paragraph. Mm -hmm. His own theory relies heavily on Kurt Gödel's incompleteness the theorems, which talk a lot about axioms and systems of axioms, an axiom being something that you accept as a self-evident fact. What's puzzling is that Stephen's theory relies so heavily on Gödel's investigations of axioms, yet he seems not to realize that the axiom he has based his whole theory on is just plain flawed, or even that it's an axiom at all. Hmm. He accepts as self-evident that the mathematical description of a thing is exactly the same as the thing itself. Yes, I know Danny believes that our universe is probably just a science fair project on a shelf in a tiny glass jar somewhere in an alien child's room, <laughs> but without going too far into simulation theory, it is possible to keep improving a mathematical description of something as much as you want, but it will still just remain as a description, not the thing itself. Hmm. Take, for example, a sunflower. 
If you wanted a more accurate description, I could say it was six foot tall, or I could find the exact shade of yellow in Photoshop and give you the color code. I could specify that it had seven seed heads. I can go on giving better and better, more and more accurate descriptions, perhaps even talking about the Fibonacci sequence I saw in the seed heads, or maybe even using some 3D scanning cameras to give you a way of 3D printing the exact replica of a sunflower. But no matter how much I improve the description, the description will never be the sunflower itself. Mm. I understand that. Mm -hmm. So far I'm with you, Tom. So Stephen incorrectly assumes that Because our descriptions of the universe in terms of physical theorems, maths, and logic are inherently flawed, which is what Gödel proved, then that means the universe itself incomplete and inconsistent. Because of this error from the start, the rest that follows has limited value. I can forgive his errors and inaccuracies, though. He's trying to come to a deeper understanding of the universe, and that is the goal that I think should be celebrated and applauded. I found in my own philosophical investigations that sometimes being wrong about something can actually help me give a deeper understanding when I do finally make some progress. Mm. In my experience, being wrong can give you a better perspective on something as opposed to reaching the correct answer straight away. Also, this book was published five years ago. Who knows where Stephen's philosophical thinking has taken him in that time? Five years is a long time. So whenever Stephen disappeared for 15 months, I'm not convinced it was aliens, at least not aliens who know the secrets of the universe. Loving the podcast, have binge listened to all the available episodes so far, and I'm looking forward to hearing some new ones. Best of luck to Higher Dimensions, Tom, Scotland, UK. Wow, Tom. Thanks so much. That's awesome. I really like um, his his theory. On yeah, it. it's really... I really like the points that he brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't fully understand it, but I haven't read the book. I understand the points right. he's making, and I especially like how he said that being wrong is probably the best path to enlightenment. Mm-hmm. Totally. We're all learning one way or another. That's right? true. Yep. Yep. So speaking of today's topic. Ooh, I don't know what it is, so I'm excited. Tell you about a really interesting phenomena hmm. that happened with a woman named Helen Hadsel, aka the Contest Queen. Okay, she is my personal hero, <laughs> and you'll see why because okay. she's freaking amazing. That's so cool. Helen was born Helen Barbara Deschel on June first, nineteen twenty-four. She was born in Aberdeen, South Dakota, and moved to Vancouver, Washington at age 18. So she's a Gemini, right? You said Gemini. June 1st? June 1st. Okay. 1924. Gemini women. woo Out there. Just kidding. Love you all. <laughs> One of my, my best friends, a Gemini. Um, and, I'm a Libra, but okay. <laughs> well, you know, my other best friend. Um, Two-faced bitches. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You have I'm to cut kidding. that out I'm now. Just, no. <laughs> you have to cut that out now. Oh. All right. Back to that. So, yeah, sorry. <laughs> she married a man named Pat Hadsel, who was from Texas, where they eventually relocated. Okay. They had three children in Grand Prairie, Texas. As a homemaker, she had time to be very involved in her community. She was on the PTO. She was president of her local chorus. She was an editor for the Society News section in the Irving News Record. Hmm. And she was a Girl Scout leader. Wow. She's got a lot going on. Busy woman. In 1948, the Hadsel family began something called contesting, which was a very popular activity in the late 40s. Contesting usually required people to give an exorbitant amount of time, sending in for sweepstakes, which were drawn at random. Hmm. 
And the more entries they sent in, the higher the chances that you'd win. It kind of reminds me of like extreme couponing, but like you may not get anything. So like people would spend all this time just sending in, um, right. Because the more that you sent in the, the better your chances of winning. How is that connected to couponing though? Just the amount of time you're spending. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That takes forever. Yeah. Like putting them in the correct little. Yeah. 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 It's Um, definitely a time consuming thing. Yes. That's what it reminded me of. Okay. Um, Like trying to draw the connection. I'm like, there isn't really a connection other than wasted (laughs) time. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, Wasted time. But it wasn't wasted time for Helen. Okay. So, and um, and not for couponers either. They take that very seriously. I know. I I mean, I wish I could get a ton of shit for free too. So, I don't have Well, maybe you will after this episode. Patience. Patience is going to come up in this big time. Okay. Okay. Helen's first win was in 1949 when she won an at-home hair perm kit from a national drugstore. But for the first decade, she didn't win much of anything. In 1958, Helen read the book The Power of Positive Thinking by Dr. Norman Vincent Peale. She quoted a line from the book to her husband, Pat. As he was reading a fishing magazine in the family room, she ran in and told him, you can have anything you want, provided you know what you want. (laughs) To which her husband replied, fine then, I want this outboard motor pointing to a boat in the magazine. Mm -hmm. Typical husband response. Yeah. So just to sidetrack, I actually listened to this book on YouTube. It was four hours long. You're welcome. (laughs) So I listened to it. um, Love it. And just to give some background, it's very like new agey, but it was written in, I don't even know, I think, I don't know when it was written. She read it in in 1958. So it was very, the beginning of new thought, um, which is today's like new age spirituality, um, law of attraction, all that stuff. Right. But it was very focused on not religion, but of the Bible, Mm. which, you know, I'm not, I'm not into, but you can still take the lessons of it if you take the religion out of it and, you know, faith in a higher power, even right. if the higher power is like the universe or right. yourself or whatever it may be, yeah. your higher self. Yeah. So it was an interesting, interesting listen. Hmm. But this is where Helen's luck started to change. She began entering contests where skill was required as opposed to just sending in sweepstakes. Hmm. She entered into a bunch of contests where she would have to write 25 words or less. Her first big win was from Coca-Cola. She looked up a contest that were giving away the exact boat that her husband wanted. And it just happened that Coca-Cola was giving it away. So she imagined her, her husband sitting in the boat and wrote to the Coca-Cola, I am a lone wolf fisherman. Cokes are my silent partners. They contribute no yickety yak, only enjoyment. Then she said to her husband, I wonder how long it's going to take them to tell us we won. Wow. She won the exact boat her husband had pointed out. Wow. I'm getting chills. What a lucky man. (laughs) I love this lady. (laughs) Next, she asked her daughter what she wanted, and she said a Schwinn bicycle. She had her daughter sit on a bicycle and imagine it was hers and imagine the color and style of the bike. They entered into a contest where they had to name a pony. She had her daughter visualize the pony, what color the pony was, and what the pony did. Her children said, he's brown and he prances. She responded, yes, he's brown and he prances. They decided on the name Prance Charming and oh won my gosh, so cute. a bunch of toys for her kids wow. and the bike. No, a Schwinn bike. She won the bike. Wow. Then she really started thinking like hard into this. She took a class at contest winning 
and with this new knowledge, she began winning every contest she entered into. She learned that contest judges were looking for out-of-the-box original slogans and ideas that used humor and wit. Hmm. This is why she's my girl. (laughs) My humor and wit is going to get me somewhere someday. She said, quote, looking... They were looking for something different, coined words or phrases, and humor. I'd say humor has won me more than anything. Mm -hmm. I have another saying, pun for the money. Mm. They referred to these puns as coined words. They started winning things left and right. They won toy guns for her son, roller skates, and new linoleum floors. The first trip they won was to a dude ranch in Arizona. Dude ranch. Dude ranch. That her son really wanted to go to, but Helen was afraid to fly. She asked if they could drive instead, but the contest runners told her no, so she missed out on the trip. Oh. To make it up to her kids, she won two trips to Disneyland, <sighs> where she got over her fear of flying and ended up winning another trip to a dude ranch for her son. Mm, so she got over her fear of flying for Disneyland, but yep. not for dude ranch. No, because she, she missed the trip to Dude Ranch and uh, lost out. And then and then what she ended up winning. Maybe there wasn't a contest at the time for another Dude Ranch or something. That's cool. Um, Disney was worth it. Yeah. They also won a trip to the World's Fair. By now, Helen was about to be 40 years old. She said, I read that Paris was the city of light, love, and excitement. I wanted to be in Paris, France, sitting on a sidewalk cafe, drinking wine on my 40th birthday. She started entering contests that were only offering trips. The contest was, again, 25 words or less, and she wrote, I'm a pooped couple with three kiddos. I'd like to be in Paris, France, to recapture the rapture of springtime ecstasy in my fab 40 frustrated years. (laughs) With her 40th birthday being in June, she won an organ in April. Panicked, she realized this must be a lesson in patience. She was really big on this idea that if you stick with an intention long enough and strong enough, it has no choice but to come to you. This is energy and vibration. She won a trip to Venice, but she told them she'd already been to Venice and she would like to change the tickets to France. And they allowed it. (laughs) On her 40th birthday, she was at a sidewalk cafe drinking wine in Paris, France. Hmm. Um, Amazing. She was also investigated numerous times by thousands of contest holders to determine her eligibility, but she was always eligible Mm -hmm. because they have to make sure that you didn't cheat or that like you didn't know the sponsor or you're not related to the sponsor or Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. So she was investigated by like thousands of people. And she was legit. Okay. Um, I wanted to mention this too at the top of the story. This is true. Yeah. This is a true story. Yeah. Like this actually happened. It's so cool. Okay. It gets crazier. In 1969, <laughs> there was a contest to win a home from Formica. She begged two friends to come with her and neither of them wanted to. One, I forget what she said. One didn't want to go and the other was shampooing her rugs that day. So... She almost didn't go, but she decided she had to. She felt compelled to drive the 50 miles to the model home. She said it was raining, and she felt as though something pulled her out of the house. When she got to the model home, she sat inside it, smelled the smells of the new home, and she started imagining the style furniture she wanted. She took three entry slips, one for herself, one for Pat, her husband, and an empty blank slip. When she got home, she realized that the entry slip said the winning contestant had to have visited the model home. Her husband hadn't gone, so the next day, she and her husband drove the 50 miles back to the model home to ensure their winning. Meanwhile, her husband drafted blueprints for the new home they were going to win. They drove around the area looking at empty lots. Sure enough, Formica called. 
They're going to tell us we won this house. For God's sake, act surprised, she told her family. (laughs) She won a 4,300-square-foot home built custom in Irving, Texas. It cost $50,000, which in today's money is $400,000. Formica also covered the cost of the taxes on their winnings, and they also paid for an interior decorator. They sent her flowers and candy, and they were wined and dined because it was such good publicity for Formica. They even sent her and her husband first class to New York City, just because. Yeah. Wow. All right. And then this is my favorite story that she told. She went to Hollywood to see a live taping of Art Linkletter, who was a TV show and radio host. She waited outside the door um, inside the studio where they have these shows, you know. Yeah, like the little hallway. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The lobby or whatever, right? So she waited outside the door where the recording was happening. And just before letting her in, the man collecting the tickets told her there were no more seats. He handed out tickets to the crowd, telling them to line up at the next door for a taping of a different show. The crowd left and Helen stayed put. After about 20 minutes, the door opened and the man said, you're still here? And she said, yes, I came to see Art Linkletter. The man said, okay, well, let me see if there's anything available. He came back a moment later and told Helen that there was one seat left in the nosebleeds. Either someone left or didn't show up and she could have the seat. She made her way to the seat and a little while later, Art announced that this was their Christmas show and they were going to give a member of the audience a Christmas present. He made his way through the audience and eventually found his way to Helen. He asked her numerous times, do I know you? And Helen kept responding, no, I've never been here before. He selected her to join him on stage to open the Christmas present. On stage was a giant box and out of the box jumped a little person dressed as Santa. He kissed her on the cheek and handed her a $1,500 diamond bracelet. She stood off to the side of the stage for the rest of the taping, and at the end of the show, Art kept looking at her. He finally walked over and asked her, Are you sure I don't know you? Unbeknownst to him, the night before, Helen sat in her living room and said, Art Linkletter, when you see me, you're going to know me. I'm going to be at your show. Art, here I am. I'm going to wear an orange sweater. She did not tell him that she did this to him, saying that everyone has free will, so you cannot control somebody's mind, but she projected it and it worked. Hmm. This same day, she taught people in line how to win what they wanted on one of those spinning prize wheels. She was able to give her energy to people and help them win whatever they wanted. So what do you think so far? Um, I think... Also, I have to note, like, if she was in the nosebleeds and she got selected, like, what are the odds of that? Like, you think somebody on stage, they're going to pick somebody in, like, the first few rows because they don't want to freaking she single said, somebody out that far away. Like, you wait up there. Yeah. In she the said orange. that he was walking through the crowd, like, yeah. looking at other people and yeah. saying hi to them and mm-hmm. just walking right past them and just, wow. like, made a beeline for her. Like, yeah. Like, he was going right for her. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I think that she is obviously very, um, like she's manifesting all this shit, but like, so does she have like more powers than we, than everybody has? Cause we know we all can manifest stuff if we try hard enough. Right. But like she legit was doing this shit without even knowing that she could do it until, you know, like, so what's her, 
her thing. Like, is there more? Is there? There's more. There's more. Um, that's really it for her winnings. By the time of her death, well, that's a lot of damn winnings. I think I've won like one thing in my whole life. Yeah. Right. Uh, have you won a lot of things? Um. No. I mean, I also haven't like applied to win things. Right. Exactly. But, exactly. Um, but yeah, that's a lot of winnings. Until now, I haven't won much. <laughs> But now Danny's going to be I, now that I know Danny's going to be a contester yes, now. Now that's that I it. know her wishcraft, yeah, she calls it her wishcraft. Wish so that's what I was thinking. Like, is it on some other? Does she think she has some sort of extra power because no. she's giving her energy to people? So she feels like she is like she doesn't think she or she didn't think mm-hmm. that she had any extra powers. Um, she she was just she using her energy created a system Mm -hmm. um, called the SPEC system, S-P-E-C. So S stands for select it. So just decide on the thing that you really want. Mm -hmm. And you have to be super clear on the thing that you want. Um, Next thing, P is project it. Visualize having it with every sense. So smelling it, seeing it, tasting it, Mm. just feeling like you have it. Expect it. Have no doubt. Don't try to figure out how it will come uh, come about. And she said the feeling she has when she's about to win something is just a calm knowing. It's not excitedness. It's not forceful. It's not doubtful. It's just a calm knowing. Hmm. And then collect it. So then you receive it. Spec, S-P-E-C. Yeah. She said the only competition you ever have is yourself and only when you doubt yourself. Yeah. She advised to keep a notebook labeled a gratitude journal and paste inspiring things into it so that you don't forget this positive mindset. Mm -hmm. She said, if you're stuck in a negative way of thinking, read the Desiderata. Desiderata? Read the Desiderata. Have you read it? Mm -mm. All right. So um, it's a little long, but I think it's worth reading just so everybody knows like what she's getting at. Mm -hmm. This is a poem written by Max Ehrman, Max Ehrman in 1927. Go placidly amid the noise and the haste and remember what peace there may be in silence. As far as possible, without surrender, be on good terms with all persons. Speak your truth quietly and clearly and listen to others, even to the dull and ignorant, for they too have their story. Avoid loud and aggressive persons. They are vexatious to the spirit. If you compare yourself with others, you may become vain or bitter, for always there will be greater and lesser persons than yourself. Enjoy your achievements as well as your plans. Keep interested in your own career, however humble. It is a real possession in the changing fortunes of time. Exercise caution in your business affairs, for the world is full of trickery. But let this not blind you to what virtue there is. Many persons strive for high ideals, and everywhere life is full of heroism. Be yourself, especially do not feign affection. Neither be cynical about love, for in the face of all aridity and disenchantment, it is as perennial as the grass. Take kindly the counsel of the years, gracefully surrendering the things of youth. Nurture strength of spirit to shield you in sudden misfortune. Do not distress yourself with dark imaginings. Many fears are born of fatigue and loneliness. Beyond a wholesome discipline, be gentle with yourself. You are a child of the universe, no less than the trees and stars you have a right to be here. And whether or not it is clear to you, no doubt the universe is unfolding as it should. Therefore, be at peace with God, whatever you conceive him to be. And whatever your labors and aspirations and the noisy confusion of life, keep peace in your soul. With all its sham, drudgery, and broken dreams, it is still a beautiful world. Be cheerful, strive to be happy. That's really beautiful. 
isn't it? Mm-hmm. Very, very motivating and, and empowering and positive. Yeah, I could see that being a good like daily affirmation mm-hmm. to read to yourself. It's nice. So a little bit more about her. She studied under Jose Silva. Um, have you ever heard of him? Mm-mm. No. He developed the Silva method. So from Wikipedia, this is straight from Wikipedia. The Silva method is a technique that aims to reach and sustain a state of mental functioning called alpha state, where brainwave frequency is 7 to 14 hertz. Daydreaming and the transition to sleeping are alpha states. Silva claimed to have developed a program that trained people to enter a certain brain states of enhanced awareness. He also claimed to have developed several systematic mental processes to use while in these states, allowing a person to mentally project with a specific intent. According to Silva, once the mind is projected, a person can allegedly view distant objects or locations and connect with a higher intelligence for guidance. The information received by the projected mind is said to be perceived as thoughts, images, feelings, smells, taste, and sound by the mind. The information obtained in this manner can be acted upon to solve problems. She also, let me just find, I can't, I can't find where I wrote it down, but she was also a, a doc. She was, she was a doctor in metaphysics. Oh, wow. Um, which is what I'm going for. So I really strive to be like her. She's like amazing. Um, she had a few books written in 1971. She had a book called the name it and claim it game mm-hmm. with wind newvers for wishcraft. <laughs> Um, and people also off people often called her a witch, and so this was her humor to say she's not a witch, and but she called it wishcraft. Right, right. She loves her puns. She's yeah, so, she does love cute. her puns. She's I love cute. her so much. <laughs> <laughs> By 1973, Hadsel had received a. Oh, there it is. In 1973, Hadsel had received a distance learning doctorate in metaphysics, specifically psychics and counseling, via correspondence education from the Brotherhood of the White Temple in. Sedalia, Colorado. Wow. In 2002, she had a book called In Contact with Other Realms and Adventures, Experiences, and Awareness. Um, And in 2007, she had a book called Confessions of an 83-Year-Old Sage. Cool. By the time of her death in 2010, she had won over 5,000 contests, which included a house, money, numerous cars, numerous trips, and even a car. Wow, that is insane. That is crazy. Also, she had a little poem uh, published in the Saturday Evening Post in February 2007. I'm really giving myself props for my research skills because it took me so long to to find find this poem, but I found it and it's so cute. That's so cute. It's called Where's Grandma? In the dim and distant past where the tempo wasn't fast, grandma used to rock and knit, crochet, read, and babysit. In those days of gracious living, grandma was one forgiving. When the family was in a jam, they could always count on Graham. (laughs) Today you'll find her at the gym, swimming and cycling to keep trim. Nothing these days seems to stop her now that grandma's off her rocker. (laughs) That's cute. That's cute. And she wrote that as like in her older years, right? Yeah, three years before she died. That's cute. So, um couple yeah. quotes from her. Mm-hmm. You can convince yourself of achieving something if you repeat it over and over again until you beat your thinking. Mm-hmm. Step one, create a goal. Step two, never entertain doubts. And step three, 
you can convince yourself into anything, mm-hmm. repeating it over and over again until one day it's incorporated into your thinking. Wow. I believe it. I really believe it. I mean, she's the proof. She did it. This is re- this really happened. Yeah. Like, it's not just like, I you mean, know, you wouldn't be telling a story on something that didn't happen. No, I wouldn't. But it's like, it's just crazy to yeah. think about because, right. you know, people talk about like, Oh, like when you watch The Secret and stuff, they're like, oh, I made this vision board and like there there it is, the house that I put on the vision board. Like <laughs> that's great and stuff, but like yeah. there is no documented proof that like your thinking actually did it. She actually did this. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, with her thinking. With her yeah. thinking. And her energy. Yes. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's like truly inspiring. And I um I thought it was so funny because she her lesson in patience, which Right. You know. We need we need, yeah. we need some <laughs> Helen energy over here. Helen. So what did you think? I think she's crazy and awesome. I mean, I don't think she's crazy in a bad way. I think it's just like... Off her rocker? Just amazing, yeah, that she was able to do this in her lifetime. Like Such a good person, too. She gave back. Yeah, she, at one she was point, wicked involved with her community. And, and she told one story about how she wanted a stove, and she sent away to win this stove, and she didn't win it. And instead she won a thousand dollars. So she went out and bought a stove Mm. and then they called her and and they said, Oh, we're so sorry. We overlooked your winning. You actually won this stove and she donated it. Wow. So she, she did donate a lot of her winnings. Um, I'm curious about her kids. Like, did they, I did not mention that. Yes. Good question. She taught her kids this technique and they still use it to this day. That's what I was going to say. Like growing up with that, they must have, have, it must have transpired onto them in some form. Yep. If, if not even intentional, just being her, being there, the children of her. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's cool. I'd love to like know if they're winning shit in their life. I mean, it's so weird. We we um, don't have like contests like that anymore. Do we? Um, I've been looking, but it's not, it's not as big as it was back in the day. Um, but that's probably due to, you know. Yeah. And now it's like you apply for a contest and you have like a ton of calls from spam and, you know, trying to tell you, you won something, but then it's not really, you know. Um, there are contests out there. Chevy's running a contest right now. Um, did you enter? I sure did. <laughs> I did. Um, but I haven't, I mean, I have other things That's in awesome. mind right now. So I yeah. haven't um, been visualizing a Chevy mm. as much as I probably should be if I really <laughs> wanted it. But there's other things I'm trying small and I'm not going to tell right. anybody what it is. Yeah. But I yeah. will report back when it happens. That's so cool. So that I can yeah. tell you guys. Yeah, seriously. Um, but, um, but yes, she did teach her children and they did win a lot. Um, she talked about her, I watched a, a YouTube documentary, which I wanted to um, put in a, put in clips, but the audio was so bad in it. Mm. Um, and it's so interesting because you don't hear a lot about her. Right. Um, I never heard of her. No. A lot of people, even like in The Secret, they don't talk about her. And her website is defunct. Her website was called The Magic of Believing. Mm. Um, and I just thought that was so cute and so sweet. It is. Um, but it is amazing the way the universe can show up and mm-hmm. it makes you really wonder like how powerful our brains are and that alpha state. I'm curious to learn more about that and see yeah. what, um, what types of things you can do with your brain. Yeah. She, Oh, and by the time she died, she, um, claimed to have developed like psychic powers. Um, she was 
clairvoyant. Mm. Like she worked on it and worked on it until she she gained these powers. Right. And psychics say that, you know, Maureen Hancock says mm-hmm. all the time that she can teach people how to do it. It, it. Nobody is better than anybody else. You are born with these gifts. We're mm-hmm. just. Yeah. Some brains are more open and some aren't. And some have some damages and some don't. And everybody's different. You know, there's people that will never be able to use their brain differently, but we don't even use, we use a portion of our brain. Like we don't even use our full brain. So it just goes to show that there definitely could be learned ways and strategies to use that brain that we don't use. It's such a shame that we don't. I know women use more brain than men. I know that for sure. (laughs) I know that scientifically, Um, but yeah. Because they use their whole brain all the time. Not not their whole brain all the time, yeah. but men are very much more like compartmentalized. They they indoctrinate us to not use our brain and, and say that these things aren't real, kind of like the shadow man. Or right. And like the, you would um, mem- remember when, I don't know if we talked about this on an episode, but how we only use just such a small amount of words, um, how there is so many more words in the world and we... <laughs> many more words in the world but we don't use them you know right we did talk about that right um i we've talked about that before how like we yeah Yeah, the english language is very vast but like it's also very limited at the same time because there's words that don't convey the true meaning of what you're trying to say like and and actually belief is one of those words for me because it's like a belief they say believe in yourself or believe this thing and and the magic of believing, but the Mm -hmm. word belief isn't what, um, like a child believes in Santa. Mm -hmm. It's not the same as, as you having a deep inner knowing. Um, and like she said, the calmness of that and the, the true, like actually having a belief, the word belief doesn't convey how deep that goes. There's different indigenous tribes that have, you know, what is it 500 words for snow because each one is descriptive yeah and our language is probably purposefully confusing our language is ridiculous that's ridiculous like why do we have to have the same good for you this is new yeah what has happened in this past week (laughs) i learned chess i'm taking spanish (laughs) look at you (laughs) i know i'm winning contests left and right seriously so that's a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for sharing such a cool story. And thank you so much for everybody still listening. We love you. We really love you. Like, See you in two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Can't wait. Stay, Stay mysterious. mysterious.